We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. gentlemen boys and girls welcome back to another episode of talking halos i am your host today jared Timms, and i'm joined alongside my co-host my partner in crime nate green nate how you doing well i'm doing all right jared it's been a it's been a long long week now no baseball in a couple days <laughs> yes i'm kind of laughing here because we are knocking i'll say it now we're knocking out two podcasts we we are throw me under the bus <laughs> We gotta have a little bit of fun here. We we really do. We're knocking out two podcasts in one night so we can get ready for Monday's big podcast. I'm I'm excited about about Monday's podcast. We are gonna talk all things off season. It might be a an hour long podcast. I, I know we're gonna get a guest on. I don't know who it's gonna be. I really don't normally normally I'd let you guys know, but I, I don't know. We're we're kind of um we're kind of fiddling around with, with quite a few people who who it might be. Um but we, we will see. We will see. So you'll, you'll know. Check social media. Yeah, yeah. You'll you'll know Sunday night. You'll follow us on on Twitter, and you'll know Sunday night because we will put it up on Sunday night. You know to be excited about that. So, guys, thanks so much for listening to this podcast. If you could subscribe to this podcast wherever you're listening to it, and leave us a review, whether it's good or bad. Let us know how we're doing. Whether we can make it better. Whether we can not not make it worse, but. You know, if we can make it more enjoyable for you, let us know. Shoot me a message, you know, of any ideas that you have. I I love it, you know, I reply to anybody, you know, I, I thank everybody who who I talk to about this because it's it's a lot of fun and I'm glad people listen to us and um it's weird that people listen to us, Nate, isn't it? Like No, I'm just kidding. Like we we're good at this. We we know what we're talking about. I'm I'm glad that everybody listens to us and it's gonna be a fun off season. We're gonna have a lot of opinions, we're gonna, we're gonna have a lot of a lot of fun people on like, like I said I have a list of a list of people we already st- I already started it if you listen to our last couple podcasts we had Andrew Rhodes uh he writes for Prospects 1500 we have Steve uh Steven Risotto on that was that was really fun go back and listen to to both of those and yeah guys I mean it, it's just a lot of fun if you have any suggestions of who you want to want to get on or or honestly 
even if you just want to come on and, and talk with me and Nate, you know, do talking to fans because I know we did that for a, a while last off season. It was a lot of fun talking with with all of you guys. So if you want to come on, shoot us a message. I would love to plan it around our work schedules. I know we're going to get busy, but we'll make it work. We we will make it work, guys. So thank you so much. And Nate, let's get this going. Part two of our Q&A, we had so many questions and so many really good questions. If you didn't listen to the previous one, go listen to that real quick. I, we had a lot of fun. We got into some heated discussions about a lot of stuff. So let's just go ahead and pick it right back up where we left off. And our first two questions, both of them come from Invasion of the Mics. I don't know, you know, Mike Trout, Mike Sosha, Mike Butcher. Um, any other mics you got there, Nate? Um, no. Okay. I just, I was just wondering. Actually, one time, funny, I saw Mike Butcher and Mike Trout walking in the, you know, this in the same place. And I said, hey, Mike. And they both said, hi. I was really only talking to Mike Trout, unfortunately. I wasn't talking to Mike Butcher, so... Yeah, uh, I didn't know Mike Butcher was there until two seconds later, and I was like, oh, sorry, other Mike, you're there. So honestly, that's a true story. I am, I'm not lying to you guys there at all. So <laughs> back onto our Q&A. This question comes from Invasion of the Mics. Will Matt Wise be the pitching coach in 2022? If you're listening to this, we, again, are recording this on Tuesday. Stuff might have already happened. Uh, I would assume a lot of stuff has has already come out, so we probably should have waited. But I'm going to guess that Matt Wise is not the pitching coach in 2022. Nate, you got that? I, I agree. I think they're going to go and find maybe one of Joe's old guys or or uh, maybe one of Perry's old guys. Yeah, I was thinking about this question as I, I went out and, and fished today. And, and you could name any name, and I'd be like, yep, 100%. Yeah, that that's who it is. Jared Weaver. Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah, no, I, that that makes a lot of sense. Or, or if it's, um, Andrew Bailey. Huh? Yeah, that that makes sense to me. Like I I would see it. Or if you name some random, you know, random pitcher from the past, Randy Johnson or Pedro Martinez, I'd be yeah. Oh, that makes sense to me. So, yeah, I, I don't know which way they go. I just know that I don't think Matt Wise will be that pitching coach. I think he stays in the organization though because he was just kind of thrown in. And he did what he could do. You know, it's it was not a a, a comfortable p- position for him, and and I think we we kind of saw that. But I think he did some some really good things, and I think there were some things that come with experience, and 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 we saw that this year. So good question. Next question again comes from Invasion of the Mics. Is Joe Madden going to baby the starting rotation this year again, or will we see them get more opportunities to get out of jams and? pitch over the 100 pitch mark. Nate, this is kind of, I think we're going to kind of discuss this one for a little while. So I want, I want to hear your opinion on this. I don't think this is a discussion. I think they're absolutely going to let guys go. I think part of the reason why um, guys were limited this year was because most of, this, most of the pitchers were still trying to figure out if they were starters in the MLB. I mean, you look at Sandoval, Suarez, um, even Canning was that way too. Like none of these guys were established veterans and like had a track record of being good. I think they're going to really allow Sandoval and potentially Suarez or Canning, if if those guys are even back, um, a chance to pitch out of it. And you know, if all goes well and we do get an ace that we're hoping for, you know, maybe hint hint to Max Scherzer or a Justin Verlander, 
that guy's not giving up the ball in 75 pitches. So I think they definitely are going to give them some more opportunities to get out of jams and throw deeper into the game. Um, but you just couldn't let my boy Andrew Heaney go. He couldn't throw 100 pitches. It, it was just against all the rules of baseball. Like, he just couldn't. I, I'm interested to know the direction that they go. Um, I don't think they're going to go analytical. I don't think Perry's analytical. I don't think – I know that Joe Madden's not analytical. We're not in Tampa. We're not in we're, – we're not in – the Angels are technically Los Angeles, but not in Los Angeles. The Angels aren't the Dodgers. The Angels aren't the, the Giants. You know, it's I, – I can't see them – babying them anymore i agree with you you know they're not we're not i don't think we're going to see the opener anymore i think we're i think the angels are going to go out and sign guys who are going to hopefully stay healthy and and give you the innings and and we're crossing our fingers in that i think that a lot of teams are going to look for those guys but but yeah i think that the the babying phase is is kind of over in a sense and and it could be a good thing It, it could be a it could be a bad thing but I don't think that Joe Madden was necessarily babying anybody. I mean, we saw Reed Detmers come up and was on a pitch limit, and, and it's a learning process for him. Um, same thing with, with Patrick Sandoval and and those guys. But we saw him let Andrew Heaney go deep into games, you know, the veteran presence, or deep into games, and I air quote that because we well, saw him. Third, it's not deep. We saw him throw 100 pitches, 100 pitches in five innings. That's that's a deep into the game, into a game. For an Angels starter, like when, when was the last time an Angels pitcher threw a complete game? Did they have one this year? Uh, Shohei, Otani. Did did Shohei go complete game? I thought he went eight innings. I only think he went eight. Shohei Otani is a different case, though. Like that, yeah, that, that, he was a veteran that they could count on. Yeah, exactly. So Alex Cobb's a little bit of a different case. The veteran you can count on. So I just think that a lot of these kids, you know, were brought into into situations where they they really shouldn't have been, you know, even if it is Reed Detmers. We talked about it at the beginning of the season last year. If we see Reed Detmers and 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 Chris Rodriguez and those guys in the starting rotation, it's either me it either means that the Angels are having a bad year, which oh, look at 2021, you know, the Angels had not a great year, or you know, the Angels made some trades. <laughs> you know, so I I think that it was it was gonna happen, and 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 it's a learning experience. It, it really is. Hey, Jared, you want to know the last CG? Um, that was Andrew Heaney. I already, I think I already know that. It should be Andrew Heaney, right? Twenty eighteen. Uh, of course, no. September fourth. Jose Suarez against oh, the Rangers. Oh yes. How about before that? Okay. Uh, I'm gonna keep talking here. You you research that. I think it's Andrew Heaney in 2018 was the last complete game. They might have had one in 2020. They definitely had one in 2019, but. Um, I think it Bundy, was Bundy had one in 2020. Yeah. Regardless, the fact that we have to look this up is a little bit of an issue. <laughs> you know, there shouldn't be we shouldn't just be able to be like, oh yeah, there's one a year that the Angels have. The Angels have one a year. Sandoval was two outs away. He just gave up a hit. Shohei Shohei was uh, like 95 pitches into the eighth, and I thought they should let, uh, Madden should let him go. I mean, granted, it was an eight nothing game, and and I would have hated myself if he got if he got hurt, but. Regardless, I, I think that I think that this is a learning. It's a learning curve for these guys. You, you, what I was going to say was, you, you look at a lot of pitchers around the the major leagues, and very few of them are good 
in their early 20s. There are there are some good pitchers in their early 20s, but a lot of pitchers become good in their late 20s, early 30s. They, they, they really do when you look at it. Like, Angels have a very young rotation. Like, Griffin Canning, a lot of people are feeding about him. He could... I, I know that me and you have our issues with him. He needs a... a uh, he throws three fastballs and a curveball, in a sense, and, and we think he needs some slower breaking breaking pitches, but Griffin Canning's still only, I think he's 26. You know, he's just hitting his prime. Jose Suarez is one of the youngest pitchers in baseball. Reed, uh, Reed Detmers is one of the youngest pitchers in baseball. He's pitched 50 innings in the minor leagues. Um, Jaime Perea is, is 26, maybe 27 years old. He could be younger than that. Uh, Patrick Sandoval, 26 years old. They, they, this this core that the Angels have, and, I, and I, I'm going to use core sparingly, is is just starting to hit into their prime, and, and, and I'm excited to see what they can do with it, and, and the Angels still have a lot of young pieces that, that they brought up this, this season as well in, in the pen. So, Nate, I don't know if you have anything that you really want to add on to that, but you know we have some more questions too. Yeah, go ahead. Next question. Great question there from Invasion of Mike's. I like I said, gets us really thinking. I I, I like doing these Q and A's. It's it's a lot of fun. So, next question comes from Bucky. Um, he says, "Seems like Artie is getting a little pushback from the city for property surrounding the Big A. Do you think Artie would keep the team if the city revoked the sale?" Wow, that's a really good question and and something that I think a lot of us don't really pay attention to, including myself, because I I really didn't you know know that I. I know there's been a lot of really good ideas, and I think that stuff needs to get built around the stadium. I I, I don't really have an opinion on the stadium. I, I really don't. Nate, do you? Do you? <laughs> um, I, I do think that he keeps the team because I think that gives him leverage. So I, I don't think that that would be a reason for him to sell. I think that actually would be more of a reason for him to keep the team because it allows him to be like, hey, I bought this place so I can make everything better for Angel Stadium. I can possibly revamp and make the uh, stadium brand new and, you know, do all these things. So I I think it actually goes the other way. I think if he's able to completely buy this and get his plans going, it makes it really easy for him to do what the Dodgers did, sell the team, keep the parking lot and the surrounding areas, and just make money off the parking lot and surrounding areas for years and years and years to come and let somebody else worry about the headache that comes with owning a professional baseball team if they don't know baseball. Well, there wouldn't really be a headache if, um, if uh, they we, don't know baseball. We won't get there. We won't, we, we won't, we don't need to start at this. We, we've talked about this plenty. We don't need to do that. So great question. Like I said, I, I don't think I have a huge preference on the stadium as long as the stadium stays in Anaheim and the Angels also stay in Anaheim. I'm not against it. However, I did see some stadium designs for like a Balboa, which I can't even imagine traffic <laughs> in Balboa, but I mean, a waterfront stadium would be pretty freaking sick. I got to say that. So great question there from Bucky. I appreciate you jumping on and um, giving us that question. So next question comes from our friend of the show. He's been on before, Jacob Cisneros. Do the Angels need a player with some type of swagger or attention grabber, excluding Shohei Otani as one already? Great question. Nate, I feel like me and you kind of live on that same... I don't know. Nate, you, you, you give your answer, and i got to think about this one. 
Well, I think Joe Adele actually brought some swagger and, and some energy and some excitement the better he played. Brandon Marsh, um, too. Yeah, Brandon Marsh, of course. The the young energy that, that I like to see. Um, so, yeah, I definitely would love to see the Angels go get another guy like that. But I don't think it's on the offensive side. I don't think that that's where they need it. I think they need a guy, a bulldog, um, in the starting rotation. I think they need a dude who kind of doesn't care. You know, almost like I don't care if I'm facing Mike Trout or if I'm facing Ronald Acuna or if I'm facing, you know, uh, Jeff Mathis. Like, he, he doesn't care. We, we need a guy like that or uh, a guy who, if Mike Trout gets hit on purpose, a guy who's going to be like, give me the freaking ball. I'm going to go out there and throw 97 at the, at the first guy's back. Like, we need a guy like that who's going to bring a little bit of edge to that starting rotation because, like you said, we got a bunch of babies. You know, we got a bunch of young pups on the mound. So it, it would be good to see someone, you know, like Max Scherzer who has the energy, the fire, the emotion, um, and knows what it takes to be a professional in this league. Um, not saying that it's got to be Max Scherzer. I mean, Justin Verlander's kind of that same way. I mean, you, you saw what happened when I bar bunted against him back in the day for to break up his no-no. Like, you know, like we need a guy like that who, who's going to go out there and, and be a dude on the mound. I think the offensive side of things, I think we're fine with what we got, especially if we're going to continue to let these young pups ride, like Joe Adele and Brandon Marsh. Uh, and I think Jared Walsh even has a little bit of swagger, too. I mean, I was there when he hit the walk-off against uh, the White Sox early on last year, and dude pimped the home run, and it barely got out. So I, I think that it's really needed on the pitching side of things. Yeah, I 100% agree with you. And, and the thing that I look at, the most when it comes to comes to this type of thing. I, actually, I look at a lot of things. Like The first thing, actually, that pops into mind is World Baseball Classic, and I'll talk about that in a second. The second thing that pops into my mind that I kind of want to talk about first is, did you see Ozzy Albies find the camera in the World Series? Oh, yeah, the second base? That was awesome. I mean, granted, that's when you know, you're winning and things are going good, and, and you can go do that, but... You need those type of guys, you know, that are gonna that are gonna go out there, and that comes with. And I swear, I am not. I don't want to bring race into this. I don't want to bring politics. I don't want to bring anything. But that comes with that that island vibe. The if that makes that sense. He was brought up in. What's up? The culture he was brought up. The culture. No, it's race. Hundred percent. No, exactly. It's not race. It's not anything like that. Culture. And I think that that is something that needs to be said. I I love. I love, 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 and I and I can thank Taylor Blake Ward for this. I love Island Baseball. I love it. And by Island Baseball, Dominican. I love I love the Puerto Rican baseball. I love this the swagger that someone like Deshaun Knowles brings to the table. Deshaun Knowles being from the Bahamas. I absolutely love it. Like the first thing that I always do when I go watch Deshaun Knowles play is what cleats is he wearing? Like that's one of the coolest things. He has different cleats, different gloves. It, it's the coolest thing to me, and that's something that you know needs to needs to happen. And again, I don't want to bring race. I don't want to bring politics. I don't even really like to bring culture into this. But and I'm going to leave it at this. And we're not going to talk about this anymore. We're going to get on to John's questions. Look at the way the Angels drafted this year, Jacob. And that, that, that's right to Jacob right there. Look at the way the Angels drafted. And, and I'm not going to bring up anything about it. 
and you can go speculate about what I said. That's totally 100% fine. And, and you can probably speculate correctly, but look at the way the Angels drafted this year. And, and I think you need a healthy mixture of, of culture. I, I do, and I think that we can just kind of leave it at that because, again, I don't want the race thing card to be pulled. I don't want anything like that to be pulled. I just think that, you know, you need a healthy, a healthy do dose of all the culture that you need, and I, we'll, we can just leave it at that and, and move on to John's questions. John, first off, if you're listening to this, please text me so we can we can get you back on. Same thing with Brock and 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 Derek. You know, we record um, on Sundays, Tuesdays, and Thursdays at night. Hop on with us. I mean, I, I we we need you guys back on here, right? I'm I'm I, I miss you guys. So, questions from John. We have two of them. Nate, I know you want to answer this one. What does it take to get a picture with Shohei Otani or Mike Trout? Been trying for years without success. Okay, fine, Nate. You don't have to answer this. I will. You just got to follow Jared Timms around 24-7. It'll happen eventually. That's how you do it. <laughs> it will. It, it, it will. Go down, to, uh, go down to Laguna or wherever Trouty lives. You know, I, I don't know where he lives anymore. Huntington, I think, or Newport or something like that. And, uh, and just maybe go down by the beach and hang out there. That's probably a good spot. And then I have no clue where Shohei lives, but you know maybe try to find out where he lives and, and that, or maybe become really good at, at Photoshop, John. So the next question that John had for us was, are we getting Jose Moda on the show? Jose, if you're listening to this, hop on with us. I, I'd love to talk talk baseball with you. You are one of the better base, best baseball minds in you know, that, that we know out there. It's, you know, always great to hear you speak about the game and, and about the Latin community, like we were just talking about, that culture, that that vibe, and I I love listening to Jose. So, yeah, that might be something that we can do down the road. So, Nate, final questions here for our Q&A. Then I have a question that I know we've been wanting to talk about, so hopefully we have a little bit of time. I have three trades for you. All these trades come from Dominic. Sal Donna, I think is how you say it. If I said it wrong, I'm sorry, Dom. So three trades for you here. We're going to yes or no them, and then we'll get on to the final question that I have for us. Cooper Criswell for David Price. Dodgers eats roughly 12 mil because the Red Sox are paying 16 mil. How do we feel about David Price? I don't have a problem with David Price, but I don't think Cooper Criswell gets it done. I think the Dodgers want... Velo guys, guys that are going to be 94, 95, maybe even up there 97, 98. I mean, just look at when they traded for Bruce Artgraderol. Like, that's the type of guy that they want to go get. Trevor Bowers, Velo was up. So they want to go get Velo guys, Criswell. Um, low 90s, is that generous? Generous, yeah. Okay, yeah. Low 90s, that, that's not going to be a guy that they're going to get super excited about. Knowing the Dodgers... They will pull out some young outfielder that you know nobody in the organization has ever heard of, and you know he'll probably be really good. Yeah, and apologies, I only have two trades from him, but two interesting trades to say the least. I'm I differ from you actually, and I think I'm going to differ from the Dodgers here too. I, I don't think this works with everybody, but I'm more of an East and West guy. I don't like the North and South. I don't like fastballs up in the zone. You know, those those start being mistakes. We talked, you heard it a lot about on the um, in the World Series with Kyle Wright and and even you know in a sense Luke Jackson. 
you know, fastballs up and breaking balls, you know, on that same plane that drop in there. I'm not a huge fan of it. I think it plays in situations, but I don't think that that is, that's, that's it. I, I'm a big North and South guy, like, um, Gratterall. Gratterall's, uh, I mean, I'm East and West, but Gratterall's definitely more East and West. I mean, 103 definitely plays up in the zone though. And, and any type of off speed plays off of that 103 up in the zone. But yeah, that, that's kind of where I lie. I, I don't know. Cooper Criswell's a major league starter. You have to remember that. And I know Nate, you hate that when I say that, but Cooper Criswell has started in the major leagues. So I, I think that that adds value to him. I know that it wasn't a great start, but there is some potential for a team that might like him. The 100%. He's young, he's controllable, and he's somebody that's probably going to eat innings for, for a team down the road. So next... Baker was a major leaguer. He got one at that. Um, as a pinch hitter, never played in the major leagues again. Does that count too? Yes. Was his value high? Uh, he had years of eligible. He had years left um, on his contract. So yes, you know he is anybody with years left. Anybody with years left on on their rookie contract that are getting paid minimum have some type of um, value. They they really do, and and you cannot change you know my mind on that. Like Cooper Criswell, we didn't see a great start from him. But he started in the major leagues, and and some team is going to value the north and south with the slider and a decent and a and a and a pretty good little changeup off that off the two seam fastball. He doesn't doesn't throw hard, but a team will value that. Nate, I'm just letting you know. Like I value that. I don't know if it, I don't know how much it plays, but I value it. I I really do. So next trade here for you, Nate. Last trade before we get on to my question for you, Trent Devoe for Patrick Corbin. Patrick Corbin is a really interesting name. It really is. I don't know what the Nationals are going to do to him, but if the Angels can get him and the Nationals somehow eat some of his salary, I'm I'm all for that. That's a name I think probably want to keep in mind. I don't know if Trent DeVoe would do it because you know somebody's going to value Trent DeVoe because he has the potential to be a an absolute stud. I mean, we were talking about him being a top 10, top 5 prospect in the Angels system, possibly putting him in the top 100 at some point and he's fallen way down now but definitely you know keep DeVoe in mind he could be somebody that a lot of teams like and again I like Patrick Corbin I, I, I'm I'm in on that you know I think that if he's healthy he's going to eat innings and and maybe a new scene a new uh, a new place for him could really do him well I, I'm out on Patrick Corbin highest home run fly ball rate of his career was last year uh, that means he can only get better barrel- Huh? That means he can only get better. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> I, you could have said that about another year in his career, but that's not true as well. So, um, highest barrel count as well, highest exit velo off of him, um, highest average exit velo. Like these numbers are the highest hard hit percentage. These numbers are very concerning to me. Um, I I love Patrick Corbin. He's got really good stuff. His velo was down this year. He's normally a 94, 96 guy. He was a 92 guy. Um, so that's a big concern to me. You know, I'm a, I'm a big, big, uh, big guy when it comes to velo drop. So that is concerning to me. I don't, I don't think Patrick Corbin is the answer. I don't think he's the answer, but he might be the right, you know, he might be the right guy. You know, he might be, he might be that guy that 
I don't know. I think that's interesting. I really do. You know, the Angels were in on him on uh, when they were when they were trying to sign him. Um, whenever he was a free agent, granted he went to to Washington. I think I would assume he did. He win a World Series with them. Yes, he pitched out of the pen and started for them. And what do you know? It was one of his worst years of his career the year after. Yeah, like I said, I think a change in scenery sometimes works. I I'm I like. The Angels trying to, you know, salary dump somebody for him. And if that's, I don't, Justin Upton for, for, for Patrick Corbin, would you do that? This will just tell you how, how much I, I'm out on this trade. I would not. Um, Justin Upton has one year left of team control. Um, Corbin isn't a free agent until 2025, so that would give him three years left of team control. Um, and that's a lot to be to be giving a 20... You're giving him $23.3 million. If it's a salary dump, you're most likely just going salary for salary, not getting any money from the Nationals. Um, so you're, you're paying him $23 million in age 32, 33, 34-ish, maybe 35 um, of his career, and all his numbers have declined. His velos declined. He's going to have to become a different pitcher, and that's not a quick transition. You, you look at CC Sabathia; it, it took him two years to, to really transition. It took Justin Verlander two years to really transition from being a hundred and one guy to a ninety four, ninety five guy. So, I'm out. I'm intrigued. Let's keep it at that. I'm intrigued. I, I think that that's an option if, you know, the Nationals eat a lot of salary, you know, a cheaper option, somebody that possibly could stay healthy and pitch a lot of innings f- down the road for the Angels. So final question for us. This comes from me and something that I know we've been wanting to talk to talk about for a little while. We just haven't really been able to fit it in. And, and I think this is a good time to, to kind of fit it in. So, Nate, do the Angels need a president of baseball operations? Do they need one? Um, I'm going to say it would have helped before Perry got there. I, I think that getting someone to be the the president of baseball ops really gives the Angels a lot more options that are out there for the GM job. Because if you are – most teams will not allow GMs to interview for other teams' GM job because they see that as the same move. But going to baseball, president of baseball ops is seen as a move up in the organization. So really good GMs are able to uh, interview for those jobs. So if the Angels were looking for a a GM right now, I would say absolutely. Um, But I think right now in this second with Perry Manassian as the GM, I think it would just add way too much confusion. confusion. You're bringing in a guy who's president of baseball ops. He's probably going to want his own GM. And we're going to have to restart the process that Perry kind of started already, and it would just be a nightmare. So if Perry is not the guy and, you know, already three years from now, four years from now says, all right, Perry, we gave you four years, wasn't quite good enough, couldn't make the playoffs, whatever, I think it makes a lot of sense to go get a president of baseball ops. But in this moment, I don't think it makes sense because they would have to be – it would either have to be Perry – which I don't think he's that guy right now. Or it would have to be a guy who really, really likes Perry and says Perry's my GM. Yeah, 
I, I agree. You know, I think when it came to somebody like Billy Epler, it would have been interesting to see. I think that now, again, I think there are just so many voices that it's tough, you know, and, and we talked about this, when was it, last podcast, I think, that there are three plans. Yeah. What's up? Two podcasts ago, I think. Two, two podcasts ago, yeah. I think there are three plans. I, I really do, and it, it's unfortunate that I that we think there are three plans, but adding a fourth plan into the mix and trying to figure it out wouldn't be a good thing. I think that, you know, at the moment, it's in Perry we trust, and, and you kind of have to right now. So let's just keep it at that. I'm, again, cautiously optimistic for this offseason. We're going to get it going on Monday with all of our uh, offseason coverage. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to be talking about... I don't even know what, what direction we're going to be talking about. There's not that big-name free agent that I think that we want. I mean, we're probably going to be talking about Max Scherzer a lot. We're probably going to be talking about Kershaw and Verlander a lot. But I really just don't know. You know, it's it's going to be really interesting where the Angels go this offseason. And, and I'm excited to talk about it. I, I really am. So, Nate, any final thoughts before we let everybody go? So we're going back to using cautiously optimistic, huh? Isn't I mean, if you change the Angels' name to Los Angeles Angels of Cautiously Optimistic, would that be a real bad thing? I mean, that that's kind of how you, how you've been viewing this thing for for six to eight years now. So I haven't been what as is, optimistic. As what is what has changed, Nate? What has changed? So the the definition of insanity, right? But I know that's why I call you insane off the air. That's fair. So, any final thoughts, Nate? No, that's can't wait for for next week. I'm I'm really excited to go over, you know, what we would do if we were GM, what we think's going to happen, and just for the off season to start. I mean, uh, before we get into our next podcast, we're gonna know if Ross Iglesias is getting the qualifying offer. We're gonna know uh, who else is getting qualifying offers, um, and we're also gonna know who's opting in and who's not opting in, like. J.D. Martinez, Nick Castellanos, guys like that. So it's going to be a really, really fun next couple of days. I can't wait um, to be back on with you on Sunday for these guys on Monday. Yeah, guys, have a have a fantastic weekend. Look forward to, to what we got going on this next week. It's, it's going to be a lot of fun, a lot of baseball news, I think. We're going to be talking about uh, coaching. I Coaching, I think, up the butt this next week. I think we're going to talk about... Uh, like like Nate said, the QOs, um, where everybody lies, it, it's going to be really interesting, and and it's going to be, it's a lot of fun. You know, the 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 off season starts now. It, it really does. So, guys, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. If you could subscribe wherever you are listening to it, leave us a review, whether it's good or bad. Let us know what we need to improve on. What we what you like, what you dislike, except for the fact that you know that one guy said I need a mute button because I'm. I talk too much, I guess. I still I, love it. That's great. I, I, I know, I know, I know. It, it, it is what it is, and I shouldn't be salty about it. But, you know, if you're listening to this and you think I need a mute button, let me know. And I'll, 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 not talk, I'll, I'll stop talking so much. So, guys, still want him on the show. Yeah, I know. Who, I want to know who that was. Let's get, you got to get on the show. You can't just leave a review like that and, and leave us hanging. I, I, I want to I talk to this guy. So, Nate, was it you? No, I, I wish I would have thought of something that funny. <laughs> oh, that that's a good one. That's a good one. I, I like it. So, guys, thanks so much for listening to this podcast. Go follow us on all our social medias. 
Follow myself on Twitter at Jared underscore Tims. Follow Nate on Twitter at NateGreen34. Go complain to him. He absolutely loves it. And have a great and safe rest of your weekend. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.